0: What's up everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards live from Live from My Parents Kitchen. This is season two, episode 25 of Joshua's Proximity. You might see a little aesthetics in my background. You see, I got a little um little kind of memorabilia, you know, in here if you're looking on YouTube or whatever the case may be. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into episode 25. Now, like I've been stating, this is the NFL season, so Joshua's proximity, we are going to be talking about a lot more NFL things than we are basketball things, and it's only rightfully so. There's breaking news. OBJ has just been released from the Cleveland Browns. Now, this is my take on a whole OBJ exponential when he played with the Cleveland Browns. One, I believe that the Cleveland Browns did a terrible job of getting him involved. Now, if you go and look at the schemes, and if you go look at the games that they have played, yes, they have a phenomenal backfield in Nick Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt. But my whole thing is, when you have a superstar generational talent at, that I believe at the receiver position, let's not forget that he ranked number eight on the NFL top 100 players. This is a. The eighth best player in the league. He is still in his prime. Let's not forget this now. The eighth-rated player in the National Football League outside on the receiver position, you got to get him the ball. I don't care what it is. You saw Randy Moss get the ball when he played for the Oakland Raiders. You saw Randy Moss get the ball when he played for the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of y'all don't even remember that. Um, You saw T.O. get the ball every – Every adventure that he went to, whether that was with the Eagles, the Cowboys, hell, the Bengals, the 49ers, whatever team he went to, even the Bills. I don't know if I just stated that. The Bills, you saw Steve Smith get the ball when he was outside. Um, Who's another top receiver in our our generation? Uh, Chad Johnson. Whoever you want to think of, those guys, when they demanded the football, they got the football. It didn't matter what type of defense is set up around them. It didn't matter if they had a running game or not. Hell, it didn't even matter if they had a superstar quarterback or not. Go look at Jeff Garcia. Is Baker May feel better than Jeff Garcia? Maybe not. But just look at the quarterbacks that was getting these guys the ball. When, when you look at the Cleveland Browns, I think that they have managed the OBJ situation poorly. They didn't scheme enough for him. I, I feel like a lot of the times... They did have him outside of sets. You saw him one on one. There's no reason why you shouldn't be taking a, a a shot at OBJ backside, on a slant, on an out route. It does not matter. And and Baker Mayfield, he's the other. He has to home. He has to own some of this blame. He has had several games where he have missed OBJ plenty of times. Hell, OBJ's dad just put out an 11 minute video of when Odell Beckham is not getting the ball. When you play, how many games are we in the season? Eight, nine, we're about to head into week nine. We've already played eight games this season, and he has only been target 34 times. We have an issue, man. His 29 games that he played with the Cleveland Browns, he had a measly seven touchdowns, 114 receptions, and 1,500 receiving yards. 1,589 to be exact, in 29 games. That is two seasons' worth of football, and dudes do that in one season. Cooper Cup, who I believe is the offensive player of the year so far, he's on pace to pass that. Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, those guys get that in a season, and he is doing this in 29 games. Now the Browns, you traded for OBJ. The Giants didn't say, yo I'm gonna ship you um to the Cleveland browns y'all y'all went out there and y'all saw sought after him. The Browns have did a terrible job managing this ob the Odell Beckham situation. You have a generational talent at the receiver position. It does not matter. you have to find this guy get you got to get this guy some opportunities, man, because I believe when you turn on the tape, he's still a top five receiver. Top seven receiver. He's up there with the Stephon Diggs. He's up there with the Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, uh, Keenan Allen, whoever you want to throw up there, uh, Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper. Whoever you want to throw up there, he's been there and he's done that. Hell, he's ranked higher than all of those guys on top 100. That's the type of talent that you have at the receiver position. And um, these are the ten teams that are that – are, He has to clear through waivers before he can sign with any other team. So he is released, but he is also on waiver wire. If you want to look up the waiver wire definition, just go on Google, give it a look at it. But he has to go through waiver protocols in order to hit the free agency and actually select the team that he wants to to go to. But these are the 10 teams right now. This is the waiver wire order. And number one, you got the Lions, you got the Dolphins, you got the Texans, you got the Jags, you got the Jets. The Giants, Washington Football Team, the Eagles, Seahawks, and Bears—all all ten of those teams have a shot at getting Odell Beckham or signing him before he hits in before he even hits the free agent market. No, before he even yeah, free agent market. I mean, <laughs> the Browns—they did not do right by OBJ, man. They just didn't. For whatever the case may be, they did not do right, bro. Um, If you just want to – so one of my homeboys asked me, Josh, where do you think OBJ is going? Now, I said – I'm snapping this right now. Odell Beckham Jr. will be a Miami Dolphin. Write it down. You can sign it. You can date it. November – what is the day? November the 5th, November the 6th. OBJ will be a Miami Dolphin. I just call it like I see it. He will be a Miami Dolphin. Dolphin, at the end of the day, Tua Tagovailoa will get the number one receiver that he has so longly coveted, so longly uh, uh, sought after. They will get OBJ in Miami. Um, but the other two teams that I kind of thought, I thought that the Ravens, the Raiders, they might have a shot. But these these 10 teams, they're not passing up on them. So if it's me, I like the Dolphins or the Jets to acquire Odell Beckham Jr. At the end of the day, I really do believe that the Miami Dolphins will take Odell Beckham Jr., and he will be signed within this next week. But let's just transition just a little bit real quick. Now, outside of the Odell Beckham Jr. saga, there's also been some madness involving Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Now, I did have a podcast on the coronavirus. If you want to go just listen at it, just go give it a – Go give it a listen, man. It was one of my first few episodes starting Joshua's Proximity. And I'm not going to lie. I was very ignorant. I was very oblivious to what the virus would, would do and what it would become. You know, um, I had my mama on the episode. I had my fiance on the episode. So definitely go give it a listen. But I have a problem with Aaron Rodgers. Now, like I just said early on, we was all ignorant. But now we're 2 years into the game, going on 3 years in this thing. There if you're ignorant to coronavirus, then it's just your own fault, man. You you it's willingness willingness ignorance, man. Aaron Rodgers, he he was on record stating before the season, a, a reporter asked him, I'm going to play the clip. A reporter asked him, "Hey man, are you are you vaccinated?" And this is exactly what he said. "I'm immunized. You're immunized." Yeah, I'm immunized. He didn't. He said, "Hey, yeah, I'm, um, yes, I am immunized." Now, if you go look at the the definition of immunized, I don't even know what I'm saying it right. It doesn't matter. If you go look at the de- definition of it, it means to have been vaccinated against said particular disease. So, Aaron Rodgers just caught caught COVID. Just a little backstory. He caught COVID. And it's it's been reported that he does not have the vaccination after he has been on record saying that he was immunized. The whole organization is to blame. Aaron Rodgers was was out here walking around without a mask on. He was dapping people up, no mask on. He's doing post interviews, no mask on. He's not following any uh, non-vaccinated protocols. He's walking around here, no mask on, like I'm vaccinated. Hey, what's up, bro? Yeah, man, how you doing? How's the kids, man? Oh, we going out tonight? Oh, yeah, we can do that. Oh, and they they just had a Halloween party where it was said, if you are not vaccinated, you will not be able to go to large setting parties. This guy is not vaccinated, and he's dressing up as John Wick. I know why he's dressing up as John Wick. He's trying to kill somebody, man. And I'm not talking about the killing with actually the gun. I'm talking about the disease of the coronavirus, man. What are you doing, man? Aaron Rodgers, like, you're a liar. You are a manipulator. You are selfish. You're arrogant. Whatever words you want to associate with Aaron Rodgers, that's exactly what he is. Now I'm not disputing his talent on the football field, but the fact that he lied about being vaccinated, or I'm not, you can say he didn't. Technically, he didn't lie. He was deceitful. If you're deceitful, you're lying, bro. He's running game. He's running amok. I mean, there's no other. There's no. There's no other thing to call it, man. At the end of the day, he was trying to run game on the NFL, and he did pass it. But now it caught up to him. He contracted COVID, and I believe the NFL. Should make an example out of Aaron Rodgers. I believe that the NFL should slap a fine of nothing less than $2 million. And I need two draft picks. I need a second rounder and a fourth rounder. Or either a second and a third or a third and a sixth. I might even take your first round pick. Just because you are being stupid, man. Seven weeks into the system. Are you walking around here like you're vaccinated? Shame on you, man. Give me a first round pick. I need a $2 million fine and a first-round pick from the Green Bay Packers, man. Uh, that just goes to show you just how arrogant um, Aaron Rodgers is. You know, a lot of the a lot of the things that's going on in Green Bay, it is Aaron Rodgers' fault, man. Yeah, it may be management, but at the end of the day, it's Aaron Rodgers at the same time. But I just want to transition. <laughs> now, it's been a minute since I did my <laughs> – Ew, but my ew of the day goes to Carson Wentz, and I'm about to explain why. Now Carson just now Carson Wentz just beat the Jets um convincingly 45 to 30. Yeah, 45 to 30 on Thursday night football. But I cannot talk. I gotta talk about the Sunday night, Sunday game against the uh Tennessee Titans. This guy. Now, I want everybody on YouTube to watch this clip. (laughs) Carson Wentz. You can't make this up, man. Uh, In the fourth quarter, tie ball game, he can either take a safety or just throw it at the ground, incomplete pass. But this dude, he's about to get sacked in the end zone. He throws it up with his left hand, and then it leads to an interception touchdown against the Tennessee Titans. They end up taking the lead. Yes, they end up. The uh, the Colts do end up going back down the field and scoring a touchdown and sending it to overtime. But Carson Wentz makes some of the most boneheaded plays I've ever seen, man. You know, it might be worse than Jameis Winston. A lot of people were were trash talking about him, about his 30 for 30, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. But Carson Wentz is just as bad, man. Just when you think you got something good, there he goes again. There goes Carson again, man. Carson freaking wins. What is going on, man? You get my ew, my ew of the day. If you go and you just look at what he is doing, and then later on, he throws a terrible a terrible interception over time, man. Um they're going down the field, they're about to go win the game and he throws it into triple coverage when he had two people in the check down. He had Moalley Cox in the flat and he had JT over the center and he forces it um if i'm not mistaken to TY Hilton. Bro, what's going on, man? Carson Wentz, This is this is why your team is 4 and 5 right now, man. Let me just switch gears just a little bit. We already got the ill of the day off of my chest, man. If you hear my dog's barking in the background, just excuse me just a little bit. But I just want to go ahead, just take a little bit of time. Let me just go ahead and reveal my midseason awards, man. We got to start off with the rookies, of course. The Offensive Rookie of the Year, it does not matter what happens for him or out. Here on out, Jamar Chase will win Offensive Rookie of the Year, and it's not even close. My Defensive Rookie of the Year, and I believe it's not close, Mark, Micah Parsons. He can do whatever from here on out, and he will win that award as well. My my defensive player of the year, now I don't know if this has ever happened, somebody to have the defensive rookie of the year and defensive player of the year on the same team. Now, if I'm not mistaken, maybe Lawrence Taylor did it back when he was a rookie or whatever. But my defensive player of the year has got to be Trayvon Diggs, man. He right now is a ball-hawking cornerback. There's nothing else better to call it. He is... Top three right now, obviously, Jalen Ramsey's number one. But right now, it's got to be Trayvon Diggs right behind him. So I like him as Defensive Player of the Year. The Offensive Player of the Year is Cooper Cup. He is my fantasy receiver on both of my leagues. If you go look at what he's doing um, from a week-to-week basis, he is on pace to have 2,000 yards, over 20 touchdowns, over 130 receptions. He's on another level right now. They just bumped him up to uh, ninety-one in Madden, so it's only right that Offensive Player of the Year is Cooper Cup. My Defensive Player of the Year—I mean, I, I just said that. My Coach of the Year right now, it has to be—it has to be Cliff Kingsbury. His team is seven and one. Kyler Murray is playing on an MVP level, and that team is playing well. And they just lost JJ Watt, and they're still seven and one. So I like Cliff Kingsbury right now as Coach of the Year. Uh, my MVP award, I got to go with Tom Brady. You can say Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, whichever one. I believe those two right now are definitely the front run, front runners. And you can even throw in uh, Matthew Stafford. But right now, Tom Brady, without, without a doubt, is the front runner for the MVP. Y'all already know what time it is, man. It is time for me to reveal my top 10 heading into week. Nine, let me go ahead and grab my poster board. I'm sorry for everybody that's listening on Apple Podcasts. Just give me one second. All right, so heading into week nine, my 10th best team, it has to be New Orleans Saints. Yes, they just beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they look good. They only have two losses on their record, um, and they just playing outstanding football right now. So number 10, the New Orleans Saints. and number nine, the Baltimore Ravens, they just had a bye week. So I, you can't really ding them or you can't really raise them uh, to any level right now. At number eight, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, they just lost to the New York Jets, and the Jets just got mollywopped by the Indianapolis coach. So uh, I don't like what I saw from the Cincinnati Bengals, but I got to have them at eight. At number seven, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This team last week was in the top four, but they just lost to the Saints, and they didn't look good. Uh, they are on a bye week, so I expect them to be healthy heading into week 10. But right now, I got them in number seven. And number six is the Buffalo Bills, man. I'm not sure what to think about them against the Dolphins. But, I mean, I got to call a spade a spade. Bills right now, they're the number 16. The number five team right now is the Tennessee Titans. Yes, they just lost Derrick Henry, but they also just signed the Ageless Wonder Adrian Peterson. Um, but at the end of the day, we know exactly what they are built around. They are built around the running game. Their defense really isn't that good, but they have had some great wins lately. So I like the Tennessee Titans at number five. and number four, the Dallas Cowboys. They play the Minnesota Vikings with their backup quarterback. It still feels like they haven't played anybody just yet. So I can't really raise them, or I don't know exactly what to think about the Dallas Cowboys just yet. So at number four, I like the Dallas Cowboys. Number three, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was, was hurt last second touchdown. I believe A.J. Green turns around. He at least makes a play on the ball. Um, so I got I to gotta drop him just two spots, man. I like the Arizona Cardinals, number three. Number two, the Green Bay Packers. They go in there, Aaron Rodgers. He beats the Arizona Cardinals, an undefeated team, without his number one receiver, without his secondary receiver. Uh, there's only You only have to elevate him to the second spot. At number two, I like the Green Bay Packers. And at number one, we like the Los Angeles Rams, man, for everything. We know exactly what they are. And they just signed Von Miller, man. His team is stacked from head to toe. If Matthew Stafford does not take his team to at least – an NNC championship game is going to say, it's going to prove right what I've already stated about him. He's just not that guy. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen him when he had Calvin Johnson. He has no more excuses. He has three ninety nines on his team. So right now, it is now or never. I like the Los Angeles Rams at number one. you already know how we close off. Each episode, man, I got to go ahead and read my predictions of week nine matchups. Raiders versus the Giants. I like the Raiders in this matchup. Falcons versus the Saints. I like the Saints in this one, but don't be surprised if the Falcons make it a close game. Bills versus Jags. Come on, man. Uh, Browns versus Bengals. I like the Bengals in this matchup. Patriots versus the Panthers. All bias aside, I like the Patriots. Uh, The Broncos versus the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys in this matchup. Uh, Ravens versus the Vikings, Ravens easily. Texans versus the Dolphins, two terrible teams, might be the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, I like the Dolphins, especially what I just said. I believe that they will get OBJ. I like the Dolphins. Chargers versus the Eagles, give me the give me the Chargers, man. Packers versus the Chiefs, Uh, a Packers team without Aaron Rodgers, give me the Packers. The Chiefs team is very very bad on the defense. Cardinals versus the 49ers uh, in, in San Fran. Um, I like the 49ers in this matchup. Titans versus the the Rams. Rams easily, man. The Titans just don't stand a chance. And the last game, Bears versus the Steelers. I like the Steelers in this matchup, man. So, as always, until due time, Josh's Sparks, semi episode 25. We out, baby.